You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Elizabeth, Charles, Watch for Zombies, and Dango. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, my lovelies, and thanks for joining us for the 179th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. This week, we're watching some movies that were requested. And and they're also not really on theme, genre-wise, but sometimes they are. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're just kind of going with it. I mean, we did request that you guys try to stick to genre movies. And these are the ones that probably qualify the least, I think, that were recommended. I'd agree. Yeah, it's fine. We're ha- Honestly, it's one of the best weeks of wa- movie watching that I've had. Yeah, I had a great, I had a great week of, <laughs> of watching things. I'm not complaining. No, but me That's either. why we lumped them together. Yes. So we're talking about Odd Thomas, as requested by TJ, Safety Not Guaranteed, as requested by Justin Yu, and Cargo, as requested by OC Monster Man this week. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so listen at your own risk. You can check these movies out. Uh, Odd Thomas is up on Hulu and Prime. Safety Not Guaranteed is available to rent uh, for around $2.99. And Cargo is up on Netflix. So please check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Yes. And as we mentioned last week, we're going to be tripling up on movies for the next few episodes to finish up Listener Request Month a little quicker. Uh it's, yes it's, there's so much stuff streaming right now like we're ready to like get back to our regular format so well it's not true. that but we also still want to watch all your movies so that's how we're going to handle it correct cool and so since we're doing three movies we're going to skip uh trailer trash talk also there's no new mo- trailers so there could have done the rental <laughs> could have done the rental yeah we'll wait we'll save it we already we already kind of did it we so. sort of did it we can talk amongst ourselves yeah <laughs> So let's kick it off with uh, Justin Yu. Uh, Here's Justin Yu's email. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I will give it a go. Okay. Give it a whirl. A whirl. A whirl. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Justin says, Hi, Amy and Carly. For listener request month this year, I'd like to submit for your consideration the 2012 film Safety Not Guaranteed. I really, really enjoy this movie and watch it at least once a year. It is the perfect mix of romantic comedy, drama, science fiction, and bonus points. The soundtrack is from the lead singer of the band Guster. Also, it's the greatest film ever made inspired by a real-life joke magazine classified ad. I really owe you guys after making you watch Gentleman Broncos last year. I promise this is a good one. From Justin Yu. Oh, yeah. Gentleman Broncos. Hoof. <laughs> that was a movie that we watched. That was a movie <laughs> that we watched. Okay, well, thanks for your suggestion, Justin. We're watching, or we watch Safety Not Guaranteed from 2012. It's directed by Colin Tevero, uh, who directed Jurassic World, and is written by Derek Connolly, who wrote Jurassic World and Kong Skull Island. The um, IMDb summary is... Th- I try to say IMDb as a word. IMDb. IMDb. The IMDb summary is... Three magazine employees head out on an assignment to interview a guy who placed a classified advertisement seeking a companion for time travel. So this is not a horror movie. It barely qualifies as science fiction but i freaking loved it it was so good yeah it was just so fun and cute i love the i mean there's so many good people in this movie we have mark duplass who yes we love final girl favorite final girl favorite mark duplass uh we have aubrey uh, why can't I think of her Plaza. last name? Plaza. Thank you. And uh, we have Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson from mm-hmm. New Girl. Love him. Yep. There's a whole lot of awesome happening in this movie. I'm super into it. <laughs> it's so funny 
for those that so I'm visiting my parents in Idaho right now in Boise and my dad kept coming in because I was like oh I have to watch a podcast movie and he like knows that you know we do horror movies and he kept coming in and he was like this is a romantic comedy <laughs> I was like I know dad thank you <laughs> So watching it for my podcast. Totally. Yeah. It's one of those (laughs) things where I was like telling time, like, you should sit and watch this with me because like, it's not a horror movie at all. And he's, he definitely sat and watched it. He's like, oh, I've seen this before. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I love those actors. And usually if I see a indie comedy with uh, actors I love, like, I've watched it already. Like, this is a rare occurrence. So I'm surprised. Honestly, when it was recommended and I looked it up, I was really surprised I hadn't watched it yet. Um, Because I love Parks and Rec. I love New Girl. And who doesn't love Mark Duplass? So, like, it seemed weird that I hadn't seen it. But, um, no. I mean, I loved it. It's... It's not perfect, but it's like a quirky indie comedy, you know? It's it's perfect totally. in the quirky indie comedy way, but not in like a real film way, <laughs> to be totally honest. Totally agree with you. <laughs> because I don't understand Jake Johnson's character. Me either. Like his storyline is really like not important I, to anything. I thought he was going to be the romantic interest. And then Mark Duplass came in and was obviously the romantic interest. So I was like very confused. <laughs> Yeah, and because that whole that really that whole storyline is kind of throwaway, except for the fact that she like needs a reason to be there. It's weird. His whole B plot sideline storyline doesn't make any sense to me. No, me either. So basically, Jake Johnson's character is a writer for a magazine, and uh, Aubrey Plaza's character, and I don't know the other guy's name, although he was wonderful uh, in it. Um, no, uh, I feel like a it jerk. was like Karen Sony. Okay, uh, he Karan. takes these two interns with him to research a story because they see a, a classified advertisement uh, that says, you know, we need someone. I need, I need a companion for time travel. So they decide to go write an article about this person. So basically, they're just trying to figure out who this person is. Aubrey Plaza kind of goes undercover. Because she's kind of weird and they like get along with their weirdness. It's it's a cute movie. It really is very cute. But Jake Johnson has this side plot where the whole reason he wants to go to this town is really to reconnect with an old flame from high school. And I don't understand that side plot because it comes to nothing. It comes to zero. Like he's like, oh, let's try this. Like come back to the city. And she's like... No. And then it's over. I'm too old for that. And then that's it. And then does it go anywhere? I will admit that there was kind of a change in him. Like, that's kind of his arc where he's, like, super jaded and only cares about women being sexy. And then he, like, comes to find out that he loves this woman who maybe isn't the standard, typical, ideal woman in terms of her looks. Although sure. she looked very, like, beautiful to me. I thought she was beautiful. He called her fat a few times, and I was like, is she? Oh, yeah, okay. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not at all. <laughs> she's, like, one of those models that's, like, a plus-size model, but it's just because she's, like, a size 8, you know? Right, yeah. And you're like, is she plus-size, Yeah, that's, that's not really plus-size, though. Um, <laughs> but it's 2012, you know? Maybe not as woke as we are now on things like that. Um he says a lot of like really non PC things throughout the movie too. He does. That made me cringe a little bit. Yeah, I think he said retard a couple times, which I freaking hate. Like, just Same. don't, just don't, just don't, please. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> There's so many other words. There's so many words in the English language. Why do we have to use that one? <laughs> That's true. I don't know. <sighs> So anyway, uh, that character was kind of weird and unnecessary. Like, I I guess it was kind of nice. There's like a B plot with him and then there's a C plot with the other intern who's kind of nerdy and like he's trying to get him out of his shell. They're nice, but they're nice uh, moments, but they don't really mean anything or add anything to the story, really. Right. Because they're not they're not like fleshed out enough. No. Like, I want to be concentrating on Mark Duplass and Aubrey Plaza 
And then every time it kind of cuts away, it, it goes to something that it doesn't feel as authentic as like those two do. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's kind of strange. There's something like that in in another movie we're going to be talking about today, but we'll wait till we get there. But the, usually you're seeing this in movies that are novels or something where maybe mm-hmm. they just don't know where to go with these plots and they want to have these side plots, but they don't know how to flesh them out in a, a smaller period of time. Um, I feel like you see that a lot. In those types of movies, to my knowledge, this was never a novel or anything other than, you know, it's based on a real classified ad. Um, that's it. So I don't, I don't know. Other than that, though, it's super enjoyable. I had a blast watching it. Um, Mark Duplass is a treasure. That oh, scene, love him. That scene where he sings to her, my heart <sighs> melted a little bit. Same. Oh, I was God. like... Her face is my face. Yeah. <laughs> Her face was my face. <laughs> I really did. Oh. I really did enjoy it. This is absolutely the kind of movie that I like to put on um, on a regular basis. So I'll probably rewatch this, to be honest. I really oh, enjoyed same. it. But yeah, same. not quite on theme with genre. But yes. Yes. But thank you for for requesting this because it was the best (laughs) i really do believe justin that you have made up for gentlemen broncos last year so thank you for that there you have it (laughs) if you feel the need to watch gentlemen broncos maybe watch safety not guaranteed instead listeners there you go okay i don't know let me see if i have any other notes oh that instrument that mark duplass is is playing Mm-hmm. He called it a zither, but it's not a zither. In real life, it's called a duclamer? A, du- a du- dulcimer. Duclamer? Dulcimer. I, I don't know what it is. I want one, though. I've made one of those when you I was have. like in fourth grade. Oh, That's you... the only reason why I know how to say it. <laughs> is it like, uh, did you make it out of a shoebox and like rubber bands? No, oh. it was actually <laughs> like our my teacher actually cut out like the shape of it like with wood and you know whatever and then we like assembled it we had to bring in a coat hanger okay. and so like the the coat hanger was cut into two pieces t- for the string to rest on so that way you could like tune oh. it and stuff okay yeah it was really cool actually you know i played guitar for a period of time um i had like an acoustic guitar and i just i loved playing and I felt like I was decent at it but I couldn't do bar chords on it because I had these little baby fingers (laughs) and I was just I got so frustrated not being able to do bar chords and like trying for like over a year that I gave up oh um when in reality I should have just gotten an electric guitar because I was literally just gonna say that because I tried playing I think like after I had my acoustic guitar i tried playing an electric guitar and i was like oh i can totally do bar chords on this thing yeah good our electric guitars are so much easier to play Yeah, because you don't have to press down as hard exactly so if you learn on an acoustic guitar then when you move to electric it's like so easy i know i really should have just moved or got like a capo or capo or whatever those things are called you totally should have gotten a capo yeah i didn't I didn't. There's still time. <laughs> it's been so long since I've played. I'd have to relearn all over again. I want to. I have an acoustic and I've been yeah. wanting to relearn it. Yeah. It's uh it's it's frustrating if you have little baby hands. <laughs> Super frustrating. Oh, I know. Uh anyway, I digress. That instrument seems awesome because it seems easy to do bar chords on it. <laughs> it's really the point I was trying to make. Yeah. I had no idea that the lead singer from Guster did the music in this, as TJ had mentioned. Um, Surprise. When I was in high school, I liked Guster a lot. That's a throwback. I haven't heard of, I haven't thought of the band Guster in a really long time. All right. It was a very big band in high school, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? I don't know if there's anything else. I don't should, think Oh, maybe so. we should talk about the original yeah. classified ad. So the original classified ad first appeared in Backwoods Home Magazine from 1997. <laughs> okay. And it was actually written as a fake classified, kind of obviously, uh, written kind of just as a filler, like a last minute filler in the magazine by one of the writers of the magazine. Uh, and that guy, that writer actually had a cameo in this movie. 
Don't know what that cameo is. Don't ask me. I have no idea. So the writer, you know, the writer of the original wouldn't know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure who he is, but he was in the movie somewhere. That's exciting. (laughs) Good for him. Kind of. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I liked it. I I really did. I'll rewatch it for sure. Same. Okay. What's next? What's next, Carly? Yay. So next we are going to be discussing Odd Thomas from 2013. We have a voicemail from TJ, so here it is. Hey, ladies. This is TJ. I'm sleeping here. been listening for a couple years now and love the show. Um, Hopefully I'm not too late. Um, If not, the movie I'd like to request is Odd Thomas. Um, just recently watched it. I personally loved it. Um, and if I remember correctly, you guys are a big Anton Yelchin fan. So if you haven't seen it, I hope you enjoy it. And if you have, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Aw, that's so sweet. That is really sweet. Thanks, TJ. Thanks Always for, looking out. Thanks for continuing to listen, TJ. Yes. Two years. That's good. It's a good amount of time. It is. And thank you for requesting this movie film. Totally. Do you like um, how he had the thought to tell to mention that, you know, he really thought about how you love Anton Yelchin so much? I mean, I just really do. It's I mean, passion. not that I don't, but like you really love Anton Yelchin. Like, a I lot. really like, do. Your stan status. I'm not stan status. Oh. Yes, yeah. that is exactly. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this, which is uh, it's written and directed by Stephen Summers, who did another one of my favorite films, The Mummy. Oh, yes. And The Mummy Returns. That's true. So both of those. And uh, it was based on a novel by Dean Kuntz, mm. um, who he's a very popular writer. He's written like a million things. Yes. Most people um, are aware of Dean Kuntz. Yes. In the horror genre. Yes. Uh, So the IMDb summary is, in a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark, threatening forces. So here is like a really good instance of me being happy I watched the movie before reading the book. Yeah. Because I loved the movie. I really enjoyed it. But I think if I read the book first, I would have disliked it. I could see that. Because it seems like there's a lot missing. There's a lot of like little things that seem like they're background things that are probably supposed to be more important. A lot of the trivia for this movie on IMDb seem to be revolving around um, uh, revolving around side characters that have more plot points. Um, whereas there's we see a lot of side characters here, but they don't really do much other than really support, you know, our main characters, Stormy and Todd. And Odd. I'm sorry. Not Todd. Odd. Not Todd. Odd. His name is Odd. With an O. They forgot the T part. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we watched it. I cried like a baby at the end. Oh, I was a mess. It was really bad, actually, TJ. I cried way more than I normally do. Like a mess. Anytime I see Anton Yelchin cry, by the way, I just start, like, my tears start watering. Oh. My tears. Your my tears eyes start, start watering. watering. <laughs> they started going. Um, but this is actually just, like, a really beautiful, sad, yeah. sad, sad, sad moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you know how, like, usually something, like, sad in a movie happens? Like, you kind of tear up a little bit. Like, I was, like, (laughs) doing that. I was blubbering. I think that's what you call it. It's so, so sad. It was bad. It was bad. Um, So, also in this movie, we have Willem Dafoe, who plays a quote-unquote good cop. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know that I know any of the other people. Um, I recognized the guy that played, oh gosh, I don't remember. He was one of the officers, the dark-haired officer. Mm, I didn't recognize him. Oh, Robert, or Pat Oswald is in it. He is, he was, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, I yeah. did a little, ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> there I, he is. I love Pat Oswald. It's a good character for him. Uh, very small character, though, like very side. Yeah. That's one of the characters I'm thinking of when I say... 
Like there's a lot of little characters that are probably that seem to be much bigger in the book. Gotcha. Um, there's also questions I had like, you know, Odd sees all these creatures and ghosts and dead people in real life. Uh, and he has a name for like the monsters that are terrorizing this town. He calls them Boroks. But how did he get that name? You know, like I... Maybe it's in the book. <laughs> yeah, so apparently in the novel, he meets someone else who has the same abilities as him, and they he teaches them about the Bodoks and then promptly dies. And we have a scene kind of similar to this, but Odd is teaching another person about it, not vice versa. So I had that question, which it's not really a big deal. Like, it's not keeping me up at night. But I definitely yeah. was like, how does he have this name that's so random for these monsters where did that because it's knowledge very come random from? and very specific and there's a lot of stuff about like his mom's history and like how she went nuts and whatever and they took her mm-hmm. away because she tried to kill his dad right i mean but then that never comes to fruition i really thought that was going to come full circle cir- bleh, full circle like i was expecting him to like go visit his mom and like ask her questions and maybe she could teach him about things that never happened um so it's eh, that part i thought was kind of weird and that's kind of what i was talking about during um our discussion on safety not guaranteed when i said you know there's it makes sense in movies like odd thomas where it's based on a novel and there's a lot of characters and sometimes they just combine characters when they make it into a movie or they remove plot points uh, when they make it into a movie so it can fit into an allotted time. But it makes more sense in this case because it's based on a novel than it does for Safety Not Guaranteed when it's not. Totally. I can see that. I feel like I just talked a lot. You did, but I got you. Yeah, because I, I I agree. I noticed at the beginning they talk to uh, or they they talk to his abilities pointing towards his mom, and he mentions like, but I don't want to seem like I'm crazy. Right. So, um, but then yeah, they it kind of teeters out. It we never go anywhere with that. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. There's also um, a scene in here that I do not appreciate with roaches. Oh my gosh, I thought of you at no. that exact moment. No. I was like, oh, I no. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I mean, this movie it's kind so of funny. qualifies as a genre film. I think it does. Because there's ghosts and like- monsters, but they're not really scary. It's more like mystery, no. I feel like. Yeah. It feels very mystery. Like the CG. It's kind of like sci fi, is- though. Even though it doesn't say it on the thing. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's, it has moments, it has some jump scares, but they're so predictable. They're like the most predictable jump scares you've ever seen in your life. I agree. You just need to see one horror movie before and you know when the jump scares (laughs) are going to happen. It's like, shut a door. Music's intense. Obviously, something's going to be right there. Like, obviously. Oh, so um, I looked the guy up. So it was op- the officer, Simon, the, the guy with dark hair. Okay. Right? One of he the bad in, guys? Yes, one of the bad guys. Yeah. He was in Scream 4. Okay. And he was also on the show The Following. I don't oh. know if you if you ever watched that. I watched the first season of that, yeah. Um. So he was like one of the stalker guys, oh. I guess. Mm. Um. So I think that's where I knew him from because I watched that whole series. Um, I have a f- uh, a little thing that I started doing when Tony watches movies with me, mm-hmm. or I have a little side note that I keep for yeah. uh, what I call peanut gallery notes, and these are things Tony says while watching the movie. <laughs> Proceed, please. <laughs> uh, uh, the first one is, uh, what is this, Spider-Man? That's what he said when he sat down <laughs> to watch and he saw Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, another one was barbecue camera. That's going to happen again. It didn't <laughs> happen again. Uh, there was a scene with a barbecue and there was like a camera on top of the barbecue. I don't even know why he thought of that. And then the other one is, why isn't he just a cop? Uh, I think he was talking about odd. 
which is a good which is a good question i think i think probably because he doesn't want to be a cop but well plus it's like easier if you have a connection than to be the guy that like always knows true right because then then if you're a cop you're a cop yeah you're Mm. like you should be held to a different standard than just like uh thomas who can follow people yeah and that's what william William defoe is for he's the one doing all the paperwork and making things go odd just does the supernatural part flips burgers for a living yeah you know he does his part how did you i mean i know you love anton yelchin that really goes without saying at this point but in terms of anton yelchin's movies like where does this rank for you um so i've seen half of this before i'd never made it through to the end not because i didn't like it um but because i i think i was just tired when i started watching it sure um because sometimes i'll just put his movies on and go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) you like falling asleep to anton yelchin his voice is just so soothing okay (laughs) he's got a cute little voice (laughs) um i can't i don't know i can't really like place his movies in order of like best to worst because i think he does such different stuff all the time you know what i mean like he can do like super depressing but also very good movies like rudderless but then do star trek and like like fright night green room like there's just so many different sides of this fella right that this one was just like fun i would say this kind of like got into he has like a movie about like a, like a dead ex-girlfriend or something like that. I don't burying the ex. I think is what it's called. Mm. Um, and so this is kind of like that movie where it's just like fun to watch. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. Um, but like not without like the real meatiness of like some of his other roles. I feel he's still. I feel like he's still acting a lot in this though. Oh, like, there's yeah. a lot no, of acting oh, happening here. Absolutely. I don't mean that it, he's not sure. performing. No, like, I he know. absolutely is. I just meant like with the you know, the type of movie that it is. Like, it's a really fun watch, and it's, like, it's very quirky. I feel like this movie is very quirky. It has its own tone. It has its own feel. Um, it's It kind of feels, like, comic booky to me. It has um, a very strong comic book feel. Yeah, and so I just, I don't know, I think it's super fun, and I, I like the aspect of it's it's kind of, like, um, a really long episode of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, kind you of, know? kind of. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Where I there's think some it's... like intense emotional moments, but mostly mm-hmm. it's light and like quirky. Mm-hmm. Some of the I will say, like especially at the beginning, the editing is harsh. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Like it's very like it's very of the time. You'll see this a lot in like movies from like 2010 to like. 2014 or 15 where the editing is just like over the top artistic i always reference like scott pilgrim when i'm talking about these types of movies where there's like a video game aspect like there's a cartoony thing happening and Mm -hmm. it's kind of unnecessary but then it it starts off that way and then it kind of goes more of a comic book way so I don't, the editing does not hold true throughout the whole film. Like it starts out one way and really ends up in a different place. That's pretty scattered for me. Uh, I agree. I don't really know how or why that happens. I think they were just trying to go on trend uh, for the time. Uh, it, it just does not hold up now watching things like this. And I'm not even sure it would have held up then because it's not consistent throughout the whole film. No, it doesn't. It definitely like peters out. A little bit. I will also say Guns Akimbo is very similar to that. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I haven't um, watched it yet because I wasn't sure if we were going to do it. Uh, yeah. So that movie has a very similar thing where it starts off very like, it starts off very video gamey and then kind mm-hmm. of goes more in a comic book direction. I don't really understand the that. whole point of that editing. Like, I don't understand it for Guns Akimbo, especially because that's a new movie. Like, why are we, why are we redoing this kind of quirky editing style? I don't know. Um, I will say I thought the actress that played Stormy did a great job. Her name is Addison Timlin, although I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. She did a great job. I thought the acting in this was really good. Um, I did too. I liked 
I liked all of it. Me too. It was so good. And I had a lot of fun with this. And I'm glad that I'm glad that someone requested it so we could chat about it because it's it's just fun and everybody should watch it. Because everybody should watch Anton movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a fun like mystery. I really feel like mystery. It feels like a mystery to me, but it does. Ha- it definitely has horror elements for sure. Yeah, I agree. More horror than safety not guaranteed for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Um, who else is in this? Yeah, I don't know. All the acting, I was actually really impressed with all the acting. No complaints acting wise in this. No, I don't think so at all. Um, no. And it had some good like, even though I've seen like part of it before, I forgot things, and it had some good like surprise moments where I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that or remember that. Mm. Yeah. With like uh, plot, I mean. The actress who played Viola was also fantastic. Yeah. I loved that character. Same. I wanted more of her. I did too. I wanted more of her. Um, I'm happy she was okay. Yeah. I'm happy she was okay too. She's been in a lot of things. She looks more familiar to me than Stormy did. Um, yes, I love her. She was in um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. With our boy, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, she was in the San Junipero in the Black Mirror episode. Oh, so good. And let's she's see, a, what she's else? She's a delight. Oh, some other things that look familiar. I don't know. I liked her. I liked all the acting. I liked at the. I think the casting was done really well. Oh, a Wrinkle in Time. I didn't see that, though. Me either. Oh, she was apparently in some Doctor, T- Doctor Who episodes, oh, too. Oh, there you go. I'm not a Doctor Who person, but I know people that are, for sure. Okay. Cool. I don't She's know. She's great. It's basically what we're saying. This movie was great. It was a lot of fun. Although, I, like yeah. I said, I could see if you're a fan of the book that maybe this doesn't hold up. I, I do want to watch the or watch the book. Read the book now. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that too. We can add that to our book list. I've um, I've been I've I've been gifted Dean Koontz books in the past, and I had trouble getting into them. I have too. I haven't been able to read his his things. But maybe, maybe I'll this one will be maybe this will be the one I try. I'm do I'm down. I'm down to try it. Okay. Perfect. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to our last film of one the day. One more to go. One more to go. Okay, so we got a voicemail from OC Monster Man. Let's check that out. Good morning, Final Girls. This is OC Monster Man calling. I have two movies I'd love to recommend to you. Both are streaming on Netflix right now. The first one is Black Coat's Daughter, 2015. A really interesting rock going through the whole genre of things, and just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, Cargo is more to the relevance position. This was 2018 uh, of our current uh, pandemic going on, and I thought that would be another good one to look at. I uh, just thought I'd uh, share those with you and see if you might be interested. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye now. Okay. Thanks for that request. Um, Black Coat's Daughter, we already did. Black Coat's Daughter was episode 50 of Final Girls Horrorcast. Feel free to uh, rewind and go and find that one if you want to hear us talk about Black Coat's Daughter. So obviously we opted to do Cargo instead. And here we are. Do you want to intro that one, Carly? I'd love to. Cool. Uh, so Cargo is from 2017, directed by Ben Howling, uh, Yolanda Ramke, both first-time feature-length directors, written by Yolanda Ramke, um, and this is her first for feature-length, as said, also directed the short film Cargo from 2013. The IMDb summary is, After an epidemic spreads all over Australia, a father searches for someone willing to protect his daughter. So... So when you just read it, you don't necessarily know what that's about, and then you, and sure. then you watch the beginning. I mean, you if you it. look at the poster, though, it's pretty obviously a zombie movie. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and usually if you see, like, hear the word epidemic or virus, um, maybe not epidemic now, but like, you know, in 2017, you thought probably zombie movie. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I, we all know how I feel about zombie movies, especially modern zombie movies. 
Like, they have to be really, really special for me to give a shit. Like, I never would have clicked go on this one on my own. Me either. And I haven't because I've definitely seen this one pop up a bunch and I've never gone for it. But that being said, I did not hate this one. And it's all because of Martin Freeman. (laughs) What? 100 He's Who amazing. doesn't love Martin Freeman? I had no idea Martin Freeman was in this world. I probably would have watched it. I got really excited when I hit play and I was like, oh, is that? Oh my <laughs> word. And I got very excited. You know what I love? Like read when I was reading the um the uh some the trivia on this one, um reading about how wonderful it is to work with Mar- Martin Freeman was almost enjo- as enjoyable as watching Martin Freeman act because <laughs> he is just everyone loves working with him like he was just a joy to work with like he's so like lovely and doesn't complain and even though the conditions were less than stellar like apparently the weather was atrocious like one of the worst storms like Australia ever had and they're like working through it and um, it was like his first time in Australia, no complaining, being in the wilderness. I'm sure there were like bugs and awful things everywhere. Like, I just love him. Me too. He's so, so wonderful. So, so much. He's so wonderful. I, so I was pleasantly surprised when I saw him. The acting in this is also stellar, phenomenal, really good that acting. That little kid is amazing. She is fantastic. She really is. Yeah. Her name, I'm going to look it up because we should be giving props to actors' names. Simone Landers. Fantastic fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, this movie is different uh, in that we have the zombie apocalypse has happened already, but they're still somewhat organized. I mean, not somewhat, but they, there's, you see some sort of attempt for normalcy even mm-hmm. though normalcy is completely gone, right? right. They have these um, first aid kits, I guess you would call them. So if mm-hmm. you are infected, you have like a little timer that lets you know how long you have until you change. There's uh, a way, they give you a way to kill yourself, mm-hmm. which is basically a giant needle that goes into your brain and kills you. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a pamphlet with information that they're like going through. It's like there's that kind of organization and it doesn't seem like people are really attacking other people. It's more like everyone's just kind of in survival mode and just kind of yeah. keep your distance from everybody. Um, Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. But the indigenous people of Australia are um, are basically thriving at least as much as you can thrive in this type of situation. Right. Um, so it's a really interesting story. You see the dichot- the, the, the I don't know how to say words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking. Uh, you see the duality between, um, you know, the indigenous people and, and how they're, working towards a solution and then you see the white people and how they're dying and treating each other um and how i don't know it's it's interesting i don't know i don't want to speak too much because i don't know very much about australia's history but i do know it's pretty awful um what happened to the indigenous people of australia and so i don't want to speak too much to is this offensive or not uh, my inkling is it's not, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm i not super educated. I definitely did a little bit of research before speaking about it, um, so I don't sound like a complete moron. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's whenever you're dealing with cultural things in movies like this that aren't created by people of those cultures, it's uh, it can be tricky. Agreed. But there, I will say this. A lot of times in movies, there are indigenous peoples who are, you know, mystical, magical, all-knowing, whatever. This doesn't have that. It feels very, like, rooted in realism 
There's yeah. no magic happening. No. Um, the reason why they're thriving is because they're able to survive off the like off the land and off, off the, the land their, a little easier. They're in their their own community. Yeah. So I will say that it didn't seem offensive to me. No, to but me. Please, l- p- but please school me if I'm wrong. Anyone from Australia listening to this. <laughs> I would love Thank to. Thank you. I really need to learn things like this a little bit more. But yeah, there's <laughs> so much. God, there's so much to know, right? Uh, anyway, um, I liked I liked this movie. I thought the acting was good, as I said. Uh, so basically, we have Martin Freeman's character. And he is, he has a baby. And he's newly a single dad. <laughs> right? Yeah. So did you... See, okay, so when I watched this movie, I was texting you, even though I didn't realize that you hadn't watched yes. it yet. Um, okay. Did you see what happened to the mom? Because I rewinded okay. it like three times and I all I saw, like she like looked in the far off thing and there was like a door right. and then she was like, I got to go. And then she was like climbing up and then it looked like she just kind of fell back and made a <gasps> noise. And then- it cut to the next scene and I was like, did she die? And then obviously like you figure out that she got bit, but it was such a weird scene. Was it? Like I thought so. Okay. I don't know. It it was weird to watch for so some reason. I didn't text it was you very back. Anticlimactic. I didn't text you back after I watched it because I wanted us to have this conversation while recording. But I did watch <laughs> that scene once and fully understood what happened. Um so I don't know if maybe your sound wasn't up. Like maybe there were things you didn't hear. Did you have your captions on? That helps too. I didn't have my captions on. Okay. So maybe that's what happened because there's a lot of little sounds and things happening in that moment okay. that you might be missing. So basically Martin Freeman goes, they're living on this houseboat and they have a baby. She's like a little cute little Rosie, right? Um, and Martin Freeman, they're running out of food. And he doesn't want to leave the boat. He wants to stay on the boat, but they're running out of food. So they come across another boat. So he, by himself, goes on this boat, finds a bunch of food, finds fancy wine, packs it all up in a cooler, brings it back. But as he's getting ready to leave, he hears a sound coming from another room on the boat. Like he's underneath the boat. You know, they have like a bathroom or whatever. He hears something happening in that room and fucking gets the fuck out of there. Did you know that part? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got that part. So he comes back on the boat, tells his wife that he got food and she's all stoked. And then she's digging through his stuff and finds the bottle of wine. And it's like got a cute note on it that's like happy anniversary. And he got her an anniversary gift. So she's thinking, I need to get him an anniversary gift. And how else is she going to do it other than going back on this boat? So then she he says, it's cool on the boat. There's nothing wrong. Like, you're fine. Like, don't worry. I was safe. So, like, she goes on the boat thinking it's safe because he was fine and she hears the same sound. But oh, see, I didn't hear I didn't hear the sound. I noticed that she noticed something. Right. But there wasn't like any movement. So I wasn't sure if it well, was like an animal or. I mean, it's pretty obvious something. afterwards that she got it is bit obvious by a after. Yeah. 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 It's obvious afterwards because obviously like. She, oh, she gets us a razor and right. also a... She wanted to get him a razor for their anniversary because he so was all sh- shaggy. It was sweet. <laughs> it was like a cute joke between them. I like their relationship. I thought it felt very re- relatable and tangible. Um, yeah. The writing is pretty good in terms of character interactions. It feels, you know, authentic, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so anyway, she gets, she gets bit. And so she has her, she turns on her 40, basically watching her turn is how we learn about this virus and what it's Mm -hmm. doing to the population. And we see her transform. Um, Oh, and she gets so gooey. You get real gooey as a zombie. The gooey is the grossest part. It's yellow and mucusy. It's very infectious looking. It's does not look attractive <laughs> no it's so gross you don't want to get that in your mouth Ugh. so i mean that's i i think it's i think the writing in this is very good i think the character <gasps> dialogue is really good 
I think the way the characters are acting and reacting to each other is really realistic. And that makes this an easier to watch film than a lot of modern day horror uh, zombie movies that I'm watching. I agree. Because it was more story based, but like in a good way. Yeah. Because that's how like The Walking Dead is. But like sometimes those episodes are really hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Leia? Does she have something to say? I think she's jealous because oh. her kids are playing in the other room. Oh. <laughs> Leia bug. Um, so I, I honestly, like, I could enjoy it as much as I could enjoy a movie like this. <laughs> I'd be curious to see the short. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I also am. I mean, how often do we see uh, short films turned into feature length films and it's like there's not enough meat there to make it work? Uh, this one works. So I agree. Congratulations, Yolanda Rampke. Yeah, I mean, you did good. I think it's interesting that this was basically created by two people. It's weird that you see co-directors. That's not a super common thing. Um, and they're both first time directors, which is weird. It's a little weird to have two first time directors directing a movie together, but I, it didn't feel disjointed. It felt very cohesive. I had no problem with the directing of this film no i thought it was great too and it's this is like the only movie that they've both oh no he's directed more kind of not much not really this was his first feature length first and only yeah um yeah there's some like there's like one shitty character but everyone else is like i don't know it's it's a nice movie i i don't care to watch it again necessarily just because it's not really my thing but i enjoyed my time with it uh i'm glad we're watching this and not black coat's daughter to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i i agree i think it um i enjoyed it but i do i think martin was obviously a huge part of that i feel like you're connected to him he's a very like you want you want to see him succeed and you feel bad knowing that he's not going to <laughs> but like his daughter yeah. needs a ho- he, his daughter needs someone yeah i mean i was i was a little frustrated with how he got bit because it felt very careless sure. to me sure you know yeah but very small complaint <laughs> in the grand scheme of things right it needed to happen in order for us to have the movie totally I don't know. I don't really have any complaints. It's just not my favorite thing in the world. It's just the genre. Did you know there's yeah. four babies that play Rosie? That's way so many babies. So many babies. Two sets and of they, twins. They all looked very similar. I couldn't tell you which one was which. <laughs> no clue. No idea. Um, no, but all in all, I really like I said, I don't really have any complaints other than it's not my favorite subgenre. Uh, I think for what it is, it's actually pretty well done. I do too. So Netflix exclusive. Actually, the first uh, Australian Netflix uh, film. Oh, awesome. Check check it out, guys. If you like zombies and so Martin Freeman. Go. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know if I have anything else. What time all she wrote. How long have we been doing this? Who knows? Oh, we almost hit the 50 minute mark. Boom. Three <laughs> movies. Taking us to 50 minutes. God, I don't think I can watch more than three movies in a in a week, though, for the podcast anyway. No. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of mandatory movie watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love watching movies, but yeah, Same. having to watch a movie and, and wanting to watch a movie are like two different things, you know? Uh, yeah. But I will say this week, I really enjoyed our movie watching. Sometimes Same. it seems a little bit more difficult. Uh, this week it actually didn't feel difficult at all. Although no, I good. was really missing some horror. Like I was really like wanting to be scared. Yeah. I think that's why um, I was a little distracted watching Safety Not Guaranteed is because I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. Romantic comedy. Yeah. T- shifting, shifting gears here. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, there's I a very... lot of times when we're watching horror movies where I'm like, I could really rather go for a romantic yeah. comedy right now. Totally. But this week I felt the complete opposite. This week I was like, <laughs> I want something fucking scary. 
It's so funny because my dad's like, are you going to have to watch something else after this? And I was like, yeah, something with murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So what are you doing over there in Boise? Are you having a good time? Yeah. So, I mean, nothing. Really just the same thing I would be doing at my house, but with with people. With your family around. Yeah. Um, There's, I guess, crazy outbreaks happening in California. So I'm kind of happy to be elsewhere right now. Yeah. Um, And I get to hang out with my brother and my nephews and uh, things are things are great over here. That's good. I'm glad you're getting some family time in. I know I could really use a break. I even contemplated driving to Texas to visit my sister, but shit's even worse there than it is here. And that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, Um, it's crazy in Texas. uh, Yeah, but it's it's tough, man. I'm like, I could really use a break right now. (laughs) I want to get the hell out of here for a little while, but I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Just got to be patient. Yeah, I know. Um, to be honest, it is kind of weird here because I feel like a lot of people don't, I mean, it's kind of the same everywhere where like a lot of people don't necessarily believe in what's going on. So like Which they're not wearing don't masks. don't fucking understand, guys. It blows my fucking mind. It's I don't like, what is so hard? get it. This is not a political thing. No. This is, it should not be. No. We don't need to be polarized on fucking everything. This is I one know. of the things we should not be polarized on right now. It's so frustrating. And it's like... It's extremely frustrating because I do not know how to educate people on this. Like, I don't know how to tell people it's not about you and your freedom. It's about the good of everybody. Exactly. Because the conspiracy theories are so strong in their heads. I'm like, turn off Fox News for a little while. Sorry, I'm getting super into it, but like... (laughs) For real, it's a big issue right now. Like, it's a no. real, like, all the other countries are doing better but us. Like, you want to be. we're idiots. You want to be like, yay, <laughs> go America. We're fucking failing, okay? We're failing real bad right now. It's so frustrating. Dude. It's so frustrating. Dude. I could also go off on it, but, like, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> I even posted on Twitter today. I'm like, if I hear one more person say it's a free country, I'm going to punch the wall. Yeah. Because yeah. no one has said that in a serious tone since third grade. Like, that is not a thing people say as adults. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It should not be That's your bizarre. defense. It's bizarre. a free country. <laughs> That's the thing stupid third graders say. That's exactly yeah. what that is. Yes, it is. Uh, <sighs> if you've hit puberty, you should no longer be saying that phrase. You should let go of the phrase. Oh, my God, guys. I'm sorry. Don't be... You're Seriously, right. though, Preach. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Preach. If I just upset you and you're a listener, you can just stop listening to us. Go fuck Please yourself. Just wear a mask. Please just wear a mask. Sorry. Protect other I people mean, wear from a mask yourself. And protect yourself and everyone else around you and stop being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Come on, people. Just think but, about others. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. Not she's sorry. Not. Sorry. She's not. not. <laughs> she says that, but she's not. Uh, I'm sorry I yelled. But I'm not sorry about the sentiment. Um, there you go. So, there, I will say, though, that the um, drive-in theater near me is open now. Oh, my goodness. Can I tell so, you yes. about the double feature oh my gosh. that's happening at the drive-in? Oh, what? Not by me, oh. but in California. Oh. Of course, I'm having major FOMO. It's happening on my birthday, though. Oh, no. Uh, it is... Jaws, what? And Tremors, and you're not feature. gonna be there. And I'm not gonna be there. Oh, that's the saddest thing I ever freaking heard. I know. Jason sent it to me, and I was like, "Cool." What a jerk! jerk. He knows you're in <laughs> Boise, doesn't he? I would he never like, do that to you, Carly. He was like, "How cruel is this?" I would never do that to you, Carly. <laughs> you need. He is not a true friend. Oh, that my is God. rude. That is rude. It's terrible. terrible. I will say my drive-in theater has a lot of horror movies, which I'm really excited about. That's amazing. I I did read that Jurassic Park is the number one movie in America again. Oh, I did because see like that too. theaters are slowly reopening, and they're like, "What are we gonna play?" Yeah, Jurassic <laughs> Park, obviously. 
The drive-in theater by my house is uh, playing Followed, which is that movie about that's based loosely based on that hotel in LA that you oh. wanted to see. Yes. And then uh, they're also playing Becky, which I kind of wanted to see, even though I'm not sure if I like the director yet. I'm undecided on that director still. TBD, TBD. Can't think of his name right now. I'll look it up real quick so I don't sound ignorant. Uh, <laughs> I still sound I ignorant. No, you're good. With Jonathan Millett? Jonathan Millett. And yeah. Carrie Murnian? Yeah. I don't know what's what's going on with them. What do I not know? I thought that they did. Oh, I'm so wrong. Never mind. I thought they did that other movie that came out with Nicolas Cage that I didn't like, but they didn't. So I'm just I do sound stupid. Can you edit this out? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay if you don't. I'm used to sounding stupid. Um, I was like, what have we heard about them? What's the goth? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. All I know is I want to see those movies, and they're both playing at the drive-in theater, and how often are there that many? There's four horror movies playing at the drive-in theater. It's, like, unheard oh, of. It, it's got the girl from uh, Ouija, also The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. And she... Okay, okay. You know what's funny is that we never did that trailer. Doris. I didn't even what, know. What, tra- Becky? Yeah. I d- yeah, I have no idea we what We never did the about. Becky trailer. I watched it recently. And I was like, oh, why didn't we do this trailer? It just never came up on my radar for whatever reason. But it looks amazing. You should watch the trailer. (laughs) I will now. Yeah, you totally should. Oh, my God. Kevin James is in it and Joel McHale. Yes. Wild. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I'm just saying. And like Nazis come to her house and are like (gasps) attacking her family and she like protects them. Hell yeah, Becky. Yeah. It's pretty sick. girl. Sick. All right. Uh, I mean, what else do we got? Let's talk about what we're doing next week. What are we next doing next week, Carly? Next week, we are checking out Lost Highway, which is available to rent for about $3.99, as requested by JX. We have Flowers in the Attic, also available for rental uh, for $3.99. Uh, thank you to Chickapedia for that. And... Last but certainly not least, we are going to be checking out Zombie, which is streaming on Shudder and uh, was recommended to us by Diego. I'm so excited because you've never seen Zombie before. I haven't. So thank you, Diego. I appreciate you. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm just excited for that. I mean, I honestly, though, I haven't seen Flowers in the Attic since like high school. So that'll be fun to rewatch. That'll be such a fun revisit. Maybe I'll get my mom to watch it for me with me because she... uh, she turned me on to the V.C. Andrews novels when I was oh, little. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So the penultimate, next week's the penultimate episode of our listener request for 2020. It's true. Winding it down. Winding it down. Carly, are you getting your uh, birthday episode ready? Do you yes. f- figured out what you want to do for that? I figured out one. One of the, the things. One of the and things. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to keep it with the aquatic theme sure. for the second movie or if I'm going to move to maybe like... Some other kind of weird monster movie. Well, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, no. Ain't no Very rules. excited. Okay. So we're going to... I also posted on Patreon today, uh, just to note, we are behind on our live streams. We recognize that. We will be doubling up in July for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then possibly also doing a live recording. Mm. That didn't work out great last time, but we might try it again. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. To give you some extras. Because we feel bad for being behind on Patreon content. It's true. Anything else? I think that's it. That's it? Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, lovelies. Yes, thank you. We love you. We hope you're all staying safe and making good choices. That we do. Please do. Please, please, please. Wear your masks. For heaven's sake, wear a freaking mask. Find a cute one. Yes, it's so much more enjoyable if you find a cute one. It's true. I bought a few on Etsy and it made my life so much better. It's just like, oh, look at me. <laughs> and then look you're helping me. like people, you know, you're supporting small businesses exactly. and also helping others with, you know, immune system. You're really issues. you're helping the economy. You're yeah. helping the health of the people surrounding you and yep. yourself. Yep. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing in the sad, depressing world. Go with it. 
We're all here together, guys. That's right. <sighs> all right. That's it for our PSA. We love you. That's the <laughs> final do. girls PSA. And until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye.